I know for me, it's very, very easy to say, you know what, I'm a sinner saved by grace, right? And to identify that way. And I would say most of us, that's probably the reality, right? We would say, you know what, man, I am a sinner, but God saved me. And that's how you define yourself. And so I thought uh, this is just one of the coolest visuals to see. You know, when you say yes to Christ, he's literally removing what's in you and he's filling it with himself. And he's covering you with himself and he's hiding with you in his father. Uh, and and um, man, that's what it means to be a new creation. Literally everything about you is being changed, it's being molded, it's being shaped by Christ. But at the same time, like Louis said, it's easy if you get into that mindset and you're like, well, it's grace alone, grace alone, grace alone. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm just going to hang out, right? God's the one at work. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're not doing this with him, right? He's doing it in you, but you still got to be willing to do these things. And so uh, this morning, what we're going to do to kind of continue this conversation uh, is I'm going to invite some friends up. So Buddy and Stephanie Rickley, if you guys want to head up, Mike and Angie Elliott, Dan and Tina Crafton, Jay Bennett, um, they're going to come up uh, and we're going to have a conversation uh, about uh, some of the stuff that Louie talked about. We're going to have a conversation about grace. We're going to have a conversation about um, some habits and some practices, some things that... um, I'm going to call you everyday people, right? Because I'm one of them too, right? But, but just people, right? Not paid pastors, but like people sharing. What does it look like for me to follow God? What does it look like for me to be a new creation? What does it look like for me to walk uh, with God, right? What does it look like to have him live in me, all right? And so uh, we're going to have a conversation about some of this stuff. And uh, I was encouraged after first service. So uh, I'm excited for second service. And, and hopefully you guys will be uh, excited and encouraged as well. I'm going to sit in the middle so I'm not looking all awkwardly at everybody. Um, So I told them in first service I wasn't going to call on them, and then I called on every single one of them. So um, you're all fair game, just letting you know. Um, So uh, first service I'd asked how many of you had seen this. Everybody, I think, but Tina said she had seen it. Um, Where was the first place that you had seen this illustration, uh, and how did that change your perception of what it means to be a new creation? And we'll just start over here and kind of work our way around that way I'm not calling on everybody. Okay, I guess I'm going first. Um, well, I, I saw this for the first time. I share it in the Grace and Favor group that I lead. Um, what was the second part of the question? <laughs> <laughs> how, is, uh, how is the truth of that and that visual, how has that kind of shifted your mindset when it okay. comes to being a new creation? Um, well, when I finally understood being a new creation, that it brought me to a realization that Jesus, what he did for me on the cross, um, made me once and for all loved and accepted for just as I am. Um, before I understood this, I felt that when I chose to believe in Jesus, that meant I had to be and act a certain way. So when I really came to understand grace, which is God at work in me, I finally felt true freedom and knew that no matter where I was at in my life, He still loved and accepted me. Um, I think a lot of you can um, agree that the word acceptance is a very powerful word. Um, I have fought and struggled a lot in my life to feel that, to feel that acceptance from people for who I am, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, And I think that we all would agree that it's hard to find in people to be accepted. So when I understood I had this in Jesus, it made me want to keep running to him daily. Um, The freedom in knowing and understanding that God didn't just forgive my past sins before I became a new creation, 
but he covered all of them, my past, the present, and the future. To me, that's God's grace. God at work in me. Um, a practice that I try to do now is um, I try to see people like that. I try to see people, um, instead of seeing maybe their sin or what they're doing wrong, um, I try to see them how Jesus sees me, and that's loved. Um, one way this has changed in my life, and this is hard to share, but one way this has changed in my life is the way I see our daughter. Um, who quite a few years ago came to us and told us that she's gay. Um, back before I had this understanding of grace, I thought to be the right kind of Christian, I had to help God change her. In his grace, though, he showed me that he loves and accepts her as she is. And that's what I'm supposed to do, love and accept her as she is. Knowing that Jesus, just as much grace that he's extended to me, he's extended to her also. So that's huge. Awesome. Awesome. What about you guys, Mike and Angie? Um, how has kind of the truth of, I mean, you are a new creation. How has that played out in your life? Um, so, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so, I don't know, five or six years ago, we began to attend SCC, and um, I, I was just kind of overwhelmed with the whole um, everything that we were kind of experiencing. And growing up, I believed that there was a God. I believed in Jesus. I believed that he died on the cross for me, um, but that was the extent of it. I didn't understand, um, or was I willing to accept that he was able to forgive me for how I lived on a daily basis, right? Because um, when I looked around and I saw people who called themselves Christians and then watched them sin or make wrong choices, whichever that you want to call it, and um, then walk in and out of church on Sundays and do church activities, um, to me it was that famous word hypocritical. I couldn't get past that. So there was no way that I was able to accept Jesus as my Savior because I knew that I was going to sin on a daily basis. I was going to make right, wrong choices, whatever you want to label that wrong choice. I was going to do it. Um, so I lived most of my life unwilling to accept that. Um, so then we started coming to SCC, um, and we joined a small group called Grace and Favor. And in that small group, I learned... Um, that grace wasn't a word, that grace was Jesus, and it had he not came to this earth, had he not died on that cross for me, there's no way that I could be made right, right? My, my sin would have been my identity. Um, so once that clicked in my brain, like Stephanie said, the past, present, and future, right? It's already forgiven. Once that clicked, I was able to say um, yes to Jesus. I was able to say, yes, I want to follow you. Yes, I believe in you. Yes, I want to change my life. Um, and then from there, um, the rest of our families began to follow the same. And what it did in me is um, I shared first service that I had this catchphrase all of my life from family and friends that it was just easier to um, not like people. I don't like people. That was my phrase, right? But what I was really doing was just running from pain, running from hurt, because when you are in relationship with people, they hurt you, right? And so it was easier for me to just um, stay with my husband and my children and not do life with people. And that's what we did for many years. 
and then accepted Christ, learned grace, and then he's like, hey, Ange, um, I'm going to call you on a, to go into community. And then I stepped into leading small group, and now it's my, um, it's my passion, it's my talent, it's my ministry, is to walk with people in their hurt and allow God to change them and no longer run from people, but to dive into those relationships. Um, yeah, and here we are today. <laughs> yeah, so Mike... Uh, I was, your, your wife ran you over with the, the bus for, for service, so uh, I get to call you out. Um, I mean, you've helped me with video, you're working with senior high, you've worked with men's group and all that kind of stuff. Like, would you say that um, grace and what you've experienced in your life, that that is a driving factor for the way that you serve other people? And can you share a little bit about that? I'm putting you 100% on the spot, so welcome to the stage, buddy. Yeah, so for me... Um Grace was kind of a, a new thing to me when I came to SEC and took grace in favor. Because um, opposite of Craig, 12-degree weather isn't the way I grew up. I grew up on the sunny beaches of Florida and um, went to a private school, and I kind of learned the opposite of grace. Um, I grew up in the works-based type church um, where every day was you did wrong, you had to repent, and basically asked for your salvation again. So I'd never heard of grace um, until I took class here. So for me, it just kind of revolutionized my whole belief system. Um, you know, I always knew there's God and Jesus died on the cross and for all my sins and all that. But um, to understand grace that, um, you know, to know that every day I'm going to make mistakes, um, it's not so much that I'm not making mistakes, but every day I'm striving to be better, to do better, to help people. Um, so yeah, I think it definitely influenced things I got into. Um, you know, I've been in uh, different areas serving, um, and you know, men's group was definitely a big factor for me. Um, I got in Rod Moore's men's group, um, and that just kind of, for me, it changed my marriage and my family. Um, that was a huge impact on me. Um, and then high school, um, that's probably a perfect fit for me because my wife says I'm still a child, so um, I get to play with kids at high school, so that's perfect. Um, but yeah, definitely been a big influence. Awesome. Jay, how has Grace kind of changed your life, um, and what type of freedom, I guess, have you found because of it? I have found a lot of freedom uh, <clears throat> in the joy that comes at knowing that you are sealed uh, when you accept Christ, um, you know, Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "If anyone is in Christ, new creation has come; old is gone; the new is here." And that's wonderful to know. And uh, something that's really been said on me to say for second service is, I used to label myself a lot of negative labels, and uh, as I've grown and uh, and accepted Christ, I've learned that you no longer have to label yourself negatively, but label yourself loved, uh, welcomed, uh, chosen, and that's changed a lot, and it's been awesome. That's awesome. What about you, Tina? Well, to go along with what Jay said, I label myself, but um, then I remember that it doesn't matter to God. He still loves me, and... Um, continue to beat myself up every day, judge myself every day. Um, but again, you just have to remember 
as Dan said before, the scripture memorization, you know, that's God's way of speaking back to you and saying, no, that's not true. This is what God says. This is what's true. And uh, there's freedom in that and freedom in that demonstration. You know, no, I'm, I'm in that protected bubble. God's on the outside, then Christ, then me. And it's like, wow, I'm, I'm learning more about grace every day. And it changes its definition every day. And I'm thankful for that. Same thing. Uh, before I came to a relationship with Christ, and a relationship is, I didn't know what that was. I never, I've always believed in God. You know, I was, had a drug problem. I was drugged to church as a child. But that's kind of where it ended for me. It didn't, it's like, okay, you're saved by grace. So you're, you know, and I say, well, you know, okay, okay thank you. Kind of like you did, up there, whatever. And it never... I never got the true meaning of that until I was about 45 years old. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a policeman, former policeman. You know, I spent 10 years on the road for the sheriff's department, and I, I spent uh, 12 years in the detective division. Now I've retired from that, and I transferred to the courthouse. But I used to have an us-and-them mentality, as I'm sure a lot of, a lot of cops do. I mean, you, you go out there and you do battle, and you think, oh, I'm glad I can get rid of them so I can come home to us. And I, and I got jaded like that. But once I, once I learned the true meaning of the gospel, uh, all have sinned and fall short, of the God, fall, fall short of the glory of God. I mean, everybody you encounter has the potential to be Christ's child. Uh, and if they don't know Christ, maybe it's our job to tell them about it now that I've, I've uh, I'm, I'm getting more that's, that's a scary thing you know I, you can I can tell a dirty joke in the hallway easier than I can talk about Christ sometimes and I'm ashamed to say that but it's a hard conversation uh, but, but, but through the relationship that I've, I'm building and continue to build uh, I think I'm easier to able to do that better awesome so what are some of the habits um, or things that you guys, some disciplines that maybe you've put into place uh, to help you continue to know more about Jesus, to continue learning more about him, his character, uh, learning the things that he's called you to. And we'll start with Dan and just kind of work our way back. Uh, number one is uh, reading God's word and, and read it daily. I, I, I relate it to a best friend. You know, we all have a best friend. How does that best friend become your best friend? You spend time together, an immense amount of time. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not like God transformed me. You know, it, that, that, that doesn't happen like that. You've got to spend time in his word and reading his word, and that's where the change takes place. Uh, so just, just read God's word every day. Make it a daily part of your life. Uh, and it changes things. Um, I think... Definitely being in God's word and spending time with him and developing your relationship with him. But I was thinking about, um, I've, I've had an illness for over four years and um, there was a time where I was happy if I could mow the grass. And of course, when I'm mowing the grass, I'm listening to Christian music. And uh, Tim Timmons has a song, Christ in Me. And he says, what if I believed Christ in me? And that just kept going through my mind when we, we were watching that video, but it changes things. And it, you know, when you change how you look at Christ in you, it changes 
how you treat people, how you act, and, and your thankfulness. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for my illness. I'm thankful for the experiences it has given me and the people it's brought into my life and the way I'm able to love people differently. And, it, it, you know, you read in Scripture about your, you to be thankful for all your trials, but until you really understand grace, until you really understand Christ in you, you, you can't understand that he's using all those things for his good. Awesome. What about you, Jay? What are some habits or some practices that you've put into place that have kind of helped you continue to learn more about Christ? So a lot of it is to follow up from, from Dan is definitely uh, the word. Um, memory, uh, scripture memory is very big. So you can go every day. Uh, you kind of put on the armor of God. Um, when you need to use scripture, you, you have it uh, in your tool belt, as we would say. Um, and it's, it's really important to be able to use that when you need it. Um, and another is definitely the community. Um, I've had to change the community I hang out with, I guess. Um, and, and it's really important for me because if I fall, I can trust that someone else can pick me up and vice versa. If, if you know, someone else falls, I want to be able to be there to pick them up. Um, it's, it's teamwork, it's community, it's in, I, I like to try to see life through the lens of a Christ-like view. Um, I used to look through the lens of a J view. It didn't work out so well. Uh, so when you, when you change that, you see life through a whole new spectrum, and it, it's helped out a lot. That's awesome. What about you, Angie? Um, so earlier I said community as well. Um, absolutely, the 100%. That's my go-to. Um, the next one I just started just a few years ago, I was always in God's Word or doing devotionals or listening to podcasts, um, but just a couple years ago I started really journaling in depth, and so when I would read the scripture, I would hear it, but that was as far as it went, right? And so now I just, I kind of interpret it, and so what does scripture say to me, and then how do I apply it to my life? And I journal through that, um, and he's really walked me through, like there was a season where I was struggling pretty hardcore with anger and bitterness, and it was through that journaling and, and God's word that I was able to speak truth over myself and overcome it. Um, and then a second piece is um, just being Christ-like, right, because he's in us, just like we saw on the video. Um, and in doing so, since we came to Christ, my family, um, my niece and my nephew have moved from Richmond to come to SCC and have accepted Christ. My father, who stepped away from the church, has re-entered church, and my stepmom, who doesn't know Christ, is getting ready to be baptized. Um, so just from one small invite from our daughter um, and watching it trickle down the people that are closest to us is a pretty cool thing. That's legit. Um, man. So I think one of the coolest parts with the journaling aspect, like it's something that I definitely struggle with, but I think having things written down and being able to go back even years later, like uh, every time that I've gone to Brazil, I, I take time to just write out, here's what we did, here's what God did, right? And to be able to look back and it's just year after year after year, it's his faithfulness, right? It's, it's him answering prayer. It's me looking back at a season that I was in and, and just looking at the way that he completely just wrapped me up in himself. Uh, and so, yeah, that's an awesome one. What about you, Mike? Um, for me, I mean, everyone's had some good things there with the uh, scripture and um, prayer and all that stuff. Um, I think for me, um, a big thing I've done is, especially in the mornings, I the joy of a 45-minute commute to work. So, um, 
big thing is starting my day off. Um, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning heading to work, and um, so kind of listening to the right things. I know we all like to our own personal things, and there's probably folks in here like Bob and Tom and all those good stations. But um, I've started to get to the point where I've got my kind of go-to podcasts that I listen to on the way to work. So um, with the type of environment I work in, it can be not so friendly to a Christian person in there. Um, so um, just getting my mind right, going to work and listen to the encouraging stuff that gets me thinking the right way. So Awesome. What about you guys, Steph or Buddy? Is there something in particular that you guys have um, picked up, just kind of a regular routine or a, yeah, a discipline that you found yourself in? Um, well, a few years back when we first joined SEC, well, I guess it's been, I don't know, 15, 16 years now, I was really, like, gung-ho about being in the Word, um, going to small group, and just being disciplined. Um, but to be honest, I'm not very good at any of the disciplines <laughs> um, right now. But one thing I can say that has um, helped me is being in small groups. Um, a few years back, I was told that I was too messed up to be in a small group and definitely to lead a small group, and um, which I am pretty messed up, but uh, that's why we need to be there. Um, but then this brought a lot of fear and anxiety when it came to even just going to a small group. Um, but like I said, first service, if I wouldn't have been in a, in a grace group and hearing that God loves me and accepts me at that time when I was hearing those words in my head that I was just a mess and, you know, honestly doing things that was not good for me. Um, I wouldn't be sitting here today in church. Um, I probably wouldn't have a relationship with Christ. I wouldn't know that because of him, you know, I'm here. It's not about me. Um, so no matter where you're at, you know, like Angie said, you know, she didn't want to be around people. I struggle with that every day, um, but just knowing that Christ loves me, and that's how he sees people, he loves them, that gives me the strength to keep putting one foot in front of the other and saying yes, even when I don't want to at times, a lot of times. I think, too, uh, for Steph and I, we, we have to be intentional on um, listening to music, uh, really touches us, that speaks uh about god's love for us and um a lot of times um we would say that our our ministry is um just that we're here that we're still here that we can still hang on and in dark times that's awesome so buddy throwing you under the bus so you uh you're a farrier right you work out at the track you work with horses you work with um just the whole industry, right? And I don't know any of that. Um, but how would you say that uh, Christ, your understanding of grace, any of that stuff, how has that really kind of played out in your profession? And I guess that goes to both of you. I mean, with you both being heavily, you know, involved out there, um, would you say that grace has played a part in how you work with individuals, how you just see your role in that environment? Yeah, I would say it's played a big part that... Um just, just being able to see people, um, you know, the way God would see them, and uh, and the, the people that we run into, and it's it's a tough environment sometimes, and uh, yeah, we just uh, just try to to be a light and to show show God's love through us. Yeah, I think um, just what he said, being a light without words, really, um, because you know we can say all a bunch of words. One of my goals when I was asked to sit up here was not to 
say a bunch of churchy words because that's not how I was raised. I wasn't, you know, I didn't go to church, and um, I just try to be authentic uh, with people. Um, you know, and at times when our marriage isn't really that great, it's really not real easy to be an example um, at the track or wherever we're at. But then again, like I said, just knowing that uh, when I understood that it's Christ in me, that, you know, even if I am having a bad day and I don't like him on a, day, on a certain day, then I can still love him. Um, but, you know, just being authentic. And, you know, there's a verse in Hebrews uh, 12.1. It's one of my favorite verses, um, and I guess probably because it has the word race in it, but uh, is uh, run your race. You know, we all have a race to run. It's all going everybody's going to look different. So just be real. Um, keep it simple. I think sometimes as Christians, we make it a lot harder than it's supposed to be. Um, you just show people God's love. Awesome. Uh, so when you guys were asked to come up here uh, on a Sunday morning and sit in front of a room full of people, um, I know whenever I make those asks or I'm asked that thing, there's always ideas that run through my head. Um, was there anything in particular when, when you were invited to come up here where you were like, you know what, this is something that I feel like God really would like for me to say, or this is a truth or a reality that I found to be very real and helpful in my life that I think would be applicable and helpful for other people to hear? Uh, for me, it was uh, sharing your story, something I've learned to do um, for about a year and a half now, um, taking a Bible study. Um, sharing your story was really important um, because I could hear someone else's story and, and really relate to that, and I could communicate with that person, and, and then they could communicate with me on maybe how they dealt with that. And in the same way, you can go and share your story, and someone else may hear it and realize, wow, that's what I'm going through. I need that, you know, and it's, I think sharing your story is very important. Yeah, I mean, one of the, uh, one of the stories that always sticks out to me in scripture uh, is the story of a demoniac, and he had kind of been locked up, and he was hanging out by the tombs, and everybody had kind of cast this dude off, and Jesus shows up on the scene, and this guy's going nuts, and, and he reveals, Jesus reveals himself to this guy. And the guy's like, I just want to go with you, and I want to follow you, and Jesus said, no, I want you to stay here, and I want you to go tell other people what I did. Uh, and so I think that, that all of us have a story, you know, that God has written. You know, there's things that maybe you're not even proud about, but it's still a part of who you are. It's a part of um, the work that God is doing in your life. And I think using that and relating that uh, to other people, um, I think there's a lot of comfort in that. I think that it opens a lot of doorways to have conversations with individuals. Um, and so, yeah, I love that. Sharing stories. What else? Uh, for me, we, we, we get so... Uh bogged down in our daily routine, our daily activities, uh, the trials, you know, if you have an illness in your family, it's, 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 it's hard. But I think sometimes we forget if we have faith in Christ, we've already won. You know, it's finished, it's over. He, he done the deed, you know, our, our salvation cannot be taken away from us. No, we can't out the love of Christ. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a done deal. Uh, and I think that that vertical relationship is where the discipleship comes in. Uh, you know, my food, two favorite scriptures are Ephesians uh, 2, 8 through 10. For it's by grace we have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. That's the free gift. You can't earn it. You can't. It's yours. But then that verse 10 is like, what are you going to do with this? It says, for we are God's handiwork 
created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And to me, it's like you have this free gift, the most awesome gift in the history of the world, in the history of anything. You have salvation, eternity in heaven. Now, what are you going to do with that knowledge? Uh, and it's clear, the Bible tells us over and over what we're to do with that. We're to, we're to tell other people and share that good news. How do you keep good news like that to yourself? So if there's anybody who doesn't know, uh, grow your relationship with Christ. It's my, my, my advice. It has to start vertical. But then when you get to that point, when you know it, when, you, when it impacts your life, then it's time to go horizontal and share it. That's awesome. Well, I know that this conversation, again, continues to be very encouraging to me. I hope it was encouraging to you guys just to hear from other people uh, some things that uh, they do on a regular basis, some things that maybe God's challenged them on. And so uh, we are out of time, unfortunately. So I'm going to pray, and uh, yeah, we'll head out. So, uh, Father, thank you so much uh, for who you are. Thank you, Jesus, for uh, your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you for what you did for us um, God, thank you for the truth that we uh, were able to hear today, that, that Christ is in us, that he is covering us, right, and that we are hidden in God with him, and that uh, we're a new creation, that the old is gone and that the new has come. And so, Father, I, I'm asking that if there's folks in the room that have never said yes to you, that today they would, uh, that they would get to experience your grace and your freedom, uh, that they would get to experience new life in you. And so as a church, as we head out this week, God, I pray for uh, courage and energy and uh, just excitement about who uh, we are as new creations in you, uh, and that that would be the filter and the lens that we look at other people through so that Shelby County would be a very different place. And so Jesus, I ask this in your name. Amen.